Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the 30th day of December. I'm your host, Paul White. Technically, this will be the last regular podcast that we have for the year 2021, as tomorrow, the last day of the year and the last day of the calendar month, is our essay edition. And so we will present that as our podcast on tomorrow's podcast. And then on New Year's Day, which will be Saturday, we will jump back into Galatians along with introducing the sermon that will air on Sunday. So that means today we are back with Paul in Galatians 4. And we've dealt for the last three days with Paul's allegory of Sarah and Hagar Ishmael and Isaac, and we are now in verse 20. Technically, we're in verse 26, but I want to put 25 with it because 26 is the last portion of a sentence. Paul says, Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia and corresponds to Jerusalem, which now is and is in bondage with her children. That sets Paul up for another contrast in which he is going to tell the other covenant that he is talking about. He's One covenant is from Sinai. It is bondage. It looks like Jerusalem. It produces children of bondage. Then 26, but the Jerusalem above is free, which is the mother of us all. So Paul contrasts a natural Jerusalem in Galatians 4.25 Natural Jerusalem is the Jerusalem of Paul's day. This is the literal city of Jerusalem and what it represents. What it represents is the temple worship, the seat of Judaism. And in temple worship, you have natural priesthoods, you have animal sacrifice, etc., etc. All of the machinery of the Mosaic economy. Paul says that old covenant is like Hagar. It corresponds with... Sinai, its second wife, it's not first choice, it's second choice. And when it produces children, it produces children who will ultimately be in conflict with the promise, which is the end result of the Ishmael story. I I said this a few weeks ago in a sermon uh, that we aired called God Sees You, and I think it's worth repeating This Galatians 4 allegory that Paul gives about Sarah and Hagar has caused us to have some, I think, some really negative feelings towards Hagar, and that's unfortunate. Paul's not cutting Hagar down as a person. He's also not praising the way Abraham and Sarah treated her. He's using her story as a comparative allegory because she is the second wife that produces a son according to her youthfulness, her flesh. So she serves the purposes of the illustration. It doesn't make Hagar wicked or demonic or Ishmael wicked or demonic. They're just allegories. And so let's be mature enough students of the Bible to see them through an allegorical lens rather than to see them as literally a child of bondage or as literally being the Old Covenant, because we know that's not the case. When you get to the comparison, then you go from a Jerusalem that is, to verse 26, a Jerusalem above. And Jerusalem above isn't a phrase we've heard used. It's not as if 
There was this idea of a top side Jerusalem and an earthly Jerusalem, but we do know that the New Testament talks about a new Jerusalem. The promise of the book of Revelation is that there is a new Jerusalem that comes down from God out of heaven and sets upon a new earth. And just to help us with that allegory, which it's another allegory, by the way, to help us with that, the book of Revelation has the angel asking John if he would like to see what the the lamb's bride looks like. And when John responds that he would, God shows him a new Jerusalem come down from God out of heaven. So the bride of Christ, the lamb is Christ, his bride is a city, the bride of Christ is the new Jerusalem, or you could say this, the bride of Christ lives in the new Jerusalem. And Paul doesn't present that as a future event, he presents it as a reality in their present. Galatians 4, the Jerusalem above is free, which is the mother of us all. Not the Jerusalem above is where we're going and will be the mother of us all. No, Paul presents the new covenant as a current reality, the new Jerusalem as our current resting place, and then in an interesting turn of phrase, mother of us all. We, we always think in terms of God as father. Paul is using Hagar and Sarah as mothers of two sons, Hagar, mother of Ishmael, product of the flesh, Sarah, mother of Isaac, product of the promise. Therefore, natural Jerusalem, mother over those who are in bondage to the old covenant, heavenly Jerusalem, mother over the rest of us who are free, Paul says. And it might make some people a little uncomfortable that Paul references the covenant through the maternal instead of the paternal. And so we aren't talking, he spent chapter 3 talking about the paternal, that he is the father of us all, but now he has Jerusalem being the mother of us all, and really no difference. Both the father and the mother, the same source is God above. So the Jerusalem above is free, which is mother of us all, which will lead Paul to chapter 5, verse 1, to say, stand Fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ hath made us free. So if Jerusalem above is free and she is mother of us all, who's the key figure in Jerusalem? 5-1, Christ. Christ made us free. Don't get entangled again in a yoke of bondage. The reason why 5-1 is so relevant and so important is because Paul has contrasted an old covenant, which looks a lot like Hagar, which who is a servant, who has a son, and the new covenant looks a lot like Jesus. That's the comparison. And the old covenant looks a lot like natural Jerusalem. And the new covenant looks a lot like the new Jerusalem. And if you're still waiting on the new Jerusalem, then you're still waiting on the new covenant. And if you're still waiting on the new covenant, then you're not yet free. And if you're not yet free, then what are you? And if you're not yet free, then why say stand fast in the liberty by, by which Christ has made us free and do not be entangled again in the yoke of bondage? And the yoke of bondage contextually isn't your old sin. It's your old covenant. You might say, well, I was never under the old covenant. I'm a Gentile. You're right. You weren't. 
But you are from the Jerusalem above who is free because you're part of the Lamb's bride. You're married to Christ. And therefore, any formulas that you go back to or that you go to that don't look like Christ are designed to place you in bondage as well. All right. We have a little more that we'll work on this weekend from Galatians 4. Tomorrow is the essay. Have a fantastic day. God bless.